All right, so uh, we're going to start this. Um, welcome to the first episode, because the last one didn't count. We weren't properly named. Uh, episode of Uninformed and Unprepared. I am your host, Peter, and accompanying me is Mikey. Mikey, say hi. Hi. And Andrew. Hello, wonderful people. All right. And we're just going to be casually talking about stuff we really didn't prepare for while we play some games. And yeah, hopefully we don't screw ourselves. Anyway, our first topic today, I want to talk about game design. Oh my god, please, can we just save me the struggle, please? No, 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 no. Oh my god, we're the same this. old freaking conversation. I feel sorry for the audience, because they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna not be privy to too much information. What do you mean? Every uh, Pick the survival world, boys. I don't even know where I am. Uh, it's one me in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, there's going to be no uh, video, but literally we're just playing Minecraft. I mean, we could record video. Eh. For episode two. Isn't this episode two? This is... And so, me and Andrew decided that the first episode is going to be uh, episode zero. Ah, that works because, for me. Because, you know, we weren't properly named. So, uh, anyway, I want to talk about game design. Because, well... Yeah. Some people have some bad ideas on what makes good game design. I well, agree. So, you know, before we talk about bad game design, let's talk about good game design. Like, is there even such a thing? Are we, we all agree that that have the best game design? Well, games that have like best game design. Yeah, I think oh, Minecraft. Man. And let's see. You know, let's 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 spit out a couple ideas. All right, I think Minecraft, Dark Souls, Bioshock and... Infinite. Rainbow Six. Okay, Siege. Bioshock Infinite. I just, honestly, I still haven't played all the Bioshock games. Oh you my, gave me my god! Uh, yeah, I even though I try to get Peter onto it like literally three different times, including, because, including for about my single player problem. Yeah, he he has a bad one. Um, but, but Infinite is only six hours of gameplay, and it is the best game you will ever play. But for real though, Bioshock Infinite does not have anything. Amazing in gameplay wise. So what's I'm, so good? What's so what's so good about it? The story. The story yes, is yes. one. It's one of the best written stories in video games I ever I ever had the pleasure of partaking in. Straight up, and I do not so say that lightly. Story is what sells you on a game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Story sells me on the game, but also if it's fun, like Bioshock's fun. But in terms of like games with like um, the greatest game design in gaming, Bioshock doesn't even come close. I can agree with that. I just want to put out there. You just want to put out your Bioshock Infinite fanboy. Yes, that game is amazing. Alright, yeah. I For me, I'd probably be Dark Souls. I don't know. I See, the thing is... Doom, what sells there we go. Games, because I don't play too many single-player games. What sells me on a game... First, Mikey accepts the freaking teleport request. Uh, what sells me on games is the mechanics. And world design. Those are the most important things for me. Oh, God. Of course, you teleport me out on a cliff. Uh, uh, it's a teleport request acceptance. Uh, Andrew, do I have to tell you how to teleport? Or you, you know. Uh, is it slash TPA in this? Or? Yes, it's slash TPA. So, for Dark Souls, 
I think the fact that it has such well put like fighting mechanics, it's obvious. Eh. I think that's just like what? What do you mean? Eh? You don't, I don't think. You know, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. I'm gonna let you finish. I I interrupted you. I absolutely love its stamp focus on stamina con- conservation. Like I think it's one of the best games for having that feature. I feel like other games, like other RPGs, just are really really bad at implementing stamina conservation. And because also another part, when it locks you into an animation. The fact that you could do an- I'm this probably part this part was probably wasn't intended the animation canceling, but it's just kind of a feature that they then adapted for all the later games. I think that's pretty massive. I do love uh, For Honor's approach to it also, but For Honor has the greatest fight mechanics in any game. That's where I'm gonna I stop just, you. Just, For just, Honor just, is the worst game ever made. Yeah, you're what? a tart. Worst game ever made. I said it. Explain. Explain. Ah, uh, I don't really have any points to make on it. It's just because I played the beta and it was not fun. It was not enjoyable, and I will never play it ever again. Andrew's a scrub. Is what he's saying. You played the beta. Yes, sir. Well, the game is just like the beta, but better. <laughs> I um, find that hard to believe. They expanded a lot of. I played the. I played the alpha and the beta for it. And the release, and I think that it did a fantastic job with its fighting system. It introduced a new, like, brand new concept and style for melee fighting. I think that was really good. I do think its range combat completely blows because they did it based off of, like skills. Which yeah, kind of I'm okay with that. I don't know. You know, I'm gonna walk back my statement a little bit. Yeah, the gameplay was all right. I've that to you for years, and now you're walking back to statement. Literally, suck. No, no, I don't know no, if I can no, say no. That. I'm just. It's not the worst thing I've ever played, but it's not my cup of tea. Like it's basically rock paper scissors, in my opinion. Block up, Mikey, block left, block right. Uh, that's not rock paper scissors. It is though. Okay, kill, okay. There's this fighting game called Killer Instinct. Right, that's rock paper scissors because you. It's all. I about, disagree. It, no, that's. Oh, you played that game. It is the rock paper scissors. Literally, I it's all, that game. On, that a, on a higher skill level, the game is about selecting characters that would be able to work better against other characters. I'm not talking about matchups. I mean, literally, in a sense that my character will beat your character nine times out of ten, solely because it's that's just how the game's made. It's like rock paper scissors. Mm-hmm. On a higher skill level, on the a skill me and Andrew played really not, not no, but on a higher skill level it does get to that point. That's rock paper scissors. For Honor isn't rock paper scissors. It's no, it's not. It's all about different class, like different types of guys you use. Like certain guys, main mechanic is to parry and then take advantage of the counter strike. That and then other guys are super fast. And who lights, who have really strong light attacks, but their heavy attacks leave something to be desired. And all of it, all of it is basically determined on your skill level with the characters. Yeah. So, like, you'll be able to suck with, like, a light of character who solely uses light attacks. But if you can do somebody, something good with a mix-up character, like um, like the ninja in that game, who has great mix-up mechanics, then, you know, you'll become a pro versus a noob at, like, it sounds so cringe to say like that. But, like, you'll be a, a pro compared to a noob, like, depending on what guy you use. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same thing. Like in rock paper scissors, it's like no matter what you use, it's all about what the other guy has. Yeah, it it becomes less of a straight in, uh instead of a matchup, it's an actual like interaction. I don't know, man. I, in... I did not have an enjoyable experience playing that game. That's all I'm trying to say. I use my FOV on Quake Pro. I mean, every time I hop on, I get bent, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's just the way of the guy. I don't, I don't, but like, not I played in the beta, player. so everyone sucks, so I was doing decent. It just wasn't fun. Well, make sure you didn't suck. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty Either sure way. I spanked Either you way. in that game. What do you mean? What do you mean spanked me? Yeah, yeah, okay. The thing is, I don't think... I think it's great game mechanics-wise. I think it had fantastic features, but that's why I didn't put it as like one of the tops. I think Dark Souls, as an overall game, does it better. I don't but think so. But if Dark so. Souls turned around the other day and freaking built an in-depth system similar to that of Warner, I think it could get great. Or, sorry, if Warner went and took a like RPG approach to it, its gameplay, I think that'd be amazing. See, I think and totally reworked their range fighting because it's trash as it is. See, I think the opposite. I think Dark Souls, like it's really just rolling. Like I'll be the first to tell you. Like I, I'm a big Dark Souls fanboy, but even I can tell you, it's literally just rolling your stuff or are you you stealing from people i'm stealing from people like all right. that's all it really is about like uh looking for the counter attack and then making your move like and i like that like I'm, i don't think the game like the gameplay is bad but i certainly wouldn't call it some of the best for combat reasons i think it's the best for storytelling like how it tells story are you kidding me? that's 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 their big gag they don't do the storytelling they yeah i think that's their back. best part I think it's unique, but I think that's a horrible way of telling. Oh no, I love it. That, that that's a that's the best. It makes the world feel so authentic. Like just yeah, like you literally have to build the stories. Like yeah, yeah that's sick. It has to be about the game, otherwise your story's never going to get out. Oh, I'm okay with that. In this case, yeah, in the case of Dark what's Souls, your opinion on that because where basically your community would have to read the, all the item descriptions and whatnot. To, and review review the cutscenes multiple times in order to make the story like coherent. Other than haha, bad guys, I killed them. I haven't played the game, so I wouldn't know like exactly how it feels. What's your opinion but, on a story like that? Yeah, off of your description of it, no, that's too much work. Okay, all right. How about my description then? How about my description? You know, you're you're a video game character, right? You get you get put into a world you know nothing about, and all you're told is go fight this monster. And along the way, you pick up the pieces of what was once there. Like you're basically you're you get you get transported to a world that's been there for years and no for centuries, and you're just starting to get into it. So it has centuries of history to it, and it's oh, all wait, there waiting to be explored. I have another. I have an example. Well, hold on, wait, now I just want to hear what he thinks about what I okay, said. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know it's fine. Go ahead. I I still don't like it because I prefer a game where there's a story and through playing the game the story is basically Present. given to me. So yeah. you don't want to hunt for the story? 
No, because then what's the point of me playing the game? Well, that's more real because it's more authentic. Like nobody just you just don't come into the world knowing the world's history. See, but that's the thing. Like the game, God, they give you a tutorial. Oh, no, no, no. In that case, if it's built into the game, like you start as like a, a child or a traveler entering a new land, that's a completely different scenario. It kind of is the same thing, thing, though. Let me make my point. The the game character that you play as has been in that world before you as the player has gotten there. Mm -hmm. So, me as the character that you play as has lived in that world before you as the player has gotten there. I shouldn't, as the player, jump in no zero. My character should know things and then that gets transferred to me over time, so it makes sense to me as the player playing as them. I shouldn't have to, oh, I know nothing. Oh, what's this? Oh, let me read the description. No. No, I I disagree with what you're saying, because that's just not how Dark Souls is. Basically, you're put into the world the same time your character is. Like their adventure starts. Basically, they don't. They they're like just some dude. By the time you enter the world, like so they don't. Their adventure Souls doesn't. And Dark Souls what? three, you enter you enter the world, but you're assumed to have backstory knowledge because you're born as the Ashen One in Dark Souls three. In Dark Souls two, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember the the intro to Dark. Souls Nobody 2, does. Dark, Dark Souls one, on the other hand, you literally you are in this world. You were thrown into a prison. You awaken in a prison cell for undead. Like, you, your character did exist in this world. You weren't a somebody in the world, but you did exist. And that, that character like... shouldn't have knowledge of the game world. But that not that how, like, regular games are then? Like, literally every video game starts with you be- already being someone. Yes, but they present the story to you versus you having to go and find yourself. it. I don't know. I think that makes it better. No. I know my good opinions harm you, but you really have to start learning to live with them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I think storytelling uh, for the game should be presented. I don't. Dad, think I really be, uh... don't think that. I mean, I okay. Hold on. Hold on. Unless, unless, unless it's a built-in feature, I think it should be presented. Like, let me reiterate. I ain't here to study. I'm wait, here to wait, wait. Before Michael, before you make your point, let's go back to Bioshock. Right? We all agree that game has amazing storytelling. Well, well by you guys, we all you, you mean just us? Then yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The ones that have played it, we agree. <laughs> That game has amazing storytelling. The entire uh, yeah. game is based off the story. Well, that has amazing storytelling, but it's different because literally the gameplay almost, I don't know. For me, the ga- it's, it's a completely different scenario because the gameplay almost comes second. Like third even in almost every aspect. Elizabeth comes second. Like, I, I, straight up, I did not care for the gameplay in that game. And I love Bioshock 1. Like, that, I made play Bioshock 1 for the gameplay. But for the gameplay in Bioshock Infinite, I was just like, eh. You know, it's like, I barely even used, like, I tried, but, like, I could never find the the powers for your arms. It was so hard. I, I found literally the same, like, four or five ones every time. 
But they literally hand them to you. Exactly. But like, I I just I just didn't care for it. Maybe it's because that's why they like so I was just able to get them so much faster than I was in Bioshock One. Like in Bioshock One, I remember I had to clear like optional areas to get certain power ups. But Bioshock Infinite, there was like none of that. There's no exploring. There's no. It's very very linear. So the storytelling kind of has to be super good. Like with Dark Souls, that's not the case. Dark Souls, you so can you're do. You're saying that you're like, this is the game's only saving grace. That's why it yeah, has to be good. Yeah, like literally, that's the game's only for me personally. It's the game's way too linear, and for it to have, it has to have such like, um, like hand-holding narrative in order for it to be justified as such a game. Like Dark Souls is super open world. Like you can technically go kill the final boss if you want early without going to any other area. You know. And I think, and you learning kind of what happened as you go through the game, and the more areas you choose to explore, the more you learn about it, is one of its strengths. But you won't necessarily learn about the world. You can go play, do an entire playthrough of Dark Souls with the only storyline knowledge of, so I killed a bunch of big bad bosses, everybody's a bunch of undead beef jerky, and um, yeah, I, uh, these knights really beat the crap out of me uh yeah you can see like like, like i said the more you explore the more you learn but to me it sounds like it's just a glorified tech demo all right it's it, think about it like this all right look at look at the game we're playing right now minecraft for example tell yeah. me minecraft's storyline okay so basically you know about it. Without, actually the, i watched all the, the game theory the, videos right, so i the, can no, tell no, you no, minecraft no, storyline without mentioning game theory videos oh, okay all right that's easy actually so my character How comes to the world. Okay. I, I can tell you right now. Go, go. Alright, so my character comes to the world. Alright. You know, he he I actually I don't know. Because exactly. I, I can't I, I was about to say something, but I'm like, how do I know to go kill the Ender Dragon? Yeah, exactly. You don't. That's one of those things where it's like story hints. You just kind of expected to figure it out. Yeah, let me just yeah, that, but then that that, that no, weird structure of obsidian, yeah, that's that's a that's a nether portal. I mean, Minecraft's the best-selling game of all time, so yes, but you know, to take notes, is, I guess. My my point is, when they feed you fragments, we're not here to uh, we're we're not here to study. We're here to play a game, and so I'm sure your average consumer of Minecraft, with with no prior knowledge, will not find the Ender Dragon. I gotta be honest, I think your average consumer for Minecraft probably has. Probably hasn't I mean, even beat the Ender Dragon. No, probably has. I, you know how many times I've beat the Ender Dragon? I've played this game for years. Oh, we only played creative, that's why. No, no, that was, that was way back then. I rarely touch creative. But I digress. The point is another issue with the with fragmenting your story and trying to imply it rather than actually just straight up present it but that's only that's only one of the game features what's another massive uh game design that would make or break it for you to like hop on something i mean well i don't know what you mean what would make you say this is a great game oh uh that's a good question what the heck is that oh uh that's a good question honestly I have an intermediary question just Go before ahead. we move on. Have you guys played Red Dead Redemption 2? No. No. 
Oh my god. We cannot talk. <laughs> <laughs> I will rescind my earlier comment. Red Dead is the best game ever made. Oh my god. I mean, I've seen I've seen a decent chunk of gameplay of it. Um, the issue is for me, it's the same issue I get with GTA. The world's so big and vast. I'm bored. Even if there's all these small activities, what's the incentive of me doing that? Oh, I'm gonna die! I would, I would agree with you, but if you play the game, it's actually so immersive you won't get bored. Like Rockstar did a really good job at keeping you engaged in playing the game, even with a gigantic world. And then later on, if you want to go and explore the little details, there's so many little details for people like Mikey to find. So little what's, tiny what's things new, that you wouldn't know. Give me an example about. of what they did to keep you entertained in the world. I just feel like the way the NPCs react, right? It feels natural. So it's not like, oh, I have nothing to do. It just it feels inviting. I don't know what how I've to describe seen, it. What I saw but it feels inviting. of gameplay is if you murder a guy in the woods and you leave his body there, they can come chasing after you or something like that. Well, yeah, but no. I thought that was yes. a pretty interesting concept, but um, I don't fully understand how the actual mechanic works. Yeah, well, basically, the game world is much more persistent than any other game that I've played. So unlike okay. GTA, where you kill someone and they despawn instantaneously, if you mm -hmm. kill someone, their body will stay there for a decent amount of time, and if someone rides up on it, they'll alert the police, and then they'll start investigating. And if you're seen in the area, you'll you know they'll come after you. I see. So it's not just like GTA. You kill someone, you walk away. Nobody knows what happened. It's like it never happened. Mm -hmm. And I then there's characters cool that, like you know, in GTA, strangers and freaks. There's characters that you meet multiple times. It's not like just in GTA where you just see them once and that's the end yeah. of the interaction. You see them multiple times and it builds on the last experience and it mm -hmm. feels like you're actually in the world. So a major concept of uh, the game mechanics is that... Persistence. It, everything's, yeah, persistence and, oh my god, baby's on me. Hold up. I gotta try hard for a sec. Literally crap against these guys. You actually need all the same color of wood to make a bed. This guy, would it would he stop playing Minecraft for too long and You need all the same color since when? It has to be the same type of wood. This has always been retarded. A no, all the same wool. Oh yes. wool? Yes. That's retard. Anyway, one good game design. <laughs> one good as the game design for me. Would oh, probably... wait, wait, wait. Let's 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 continue on, on Andrew's path right now. Because he, right. he he mentioned how Red Dead has that persistent game design aspect. Well, not where... different colored wool. That's bad. <laughs> Red Dead. We're talking about Red Dead. Yes. So it has I would deeply recommend you guys on world consistency. And yes. I think that's actually a really cool feature. Will it get me to play the game? No. Well, but I think you, really you cool. need to play the game. Honestly, I feel like if you play the game, you'll, you'll get into it. Because it's a good game. The story is good. The characters are well-developed. It's not like GTA where I couldn't care less about Simeon and Lamar and all the other characters, Devin, 
I, yeah, I, no, no. I couldn't care. No. I'd, I'd, In Red Dead, care. I actually feel like I, I care about the characters. So, so when things happen, and, like they feel lifelike. They they're well developed. They have good writing in their their dialogues. They don't feel like NPCs. They actually feel like genuine people. And so there's it's another. It's another instance of good storytelling and good writing. Yes, I don't want to give away too much, but the yeah, characters. No, no spoilers, cause me, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but the characters, you actually feel like, you know, you play as outlaws, but you feel like there's a bit of humanity to them, and they're complicated. They're not just you know, black and white characters. There's some gray area, and it makes the story that much better because you, how you play affects how they react to you, and that, you know, it feels good. Correctly, there was a fantasy game that focused on, uh, like if you if you had a giant battle, right, and you left one of your enemies alive, they would basically go on a revenge streak and try to get back at you throughout the uh, entire storyline. I can't remember what the game was called, but it was like had something to do with orcs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all I got. For that. That's all I remember. <laughs> Mikey, on to you. Uh, well, not different card wall. That's, you still, you still salt. That I Why really am. All the things I'm still salt. fighting zombies because of it. All right, so slight inconveniences that 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 breaks a game for you. Nah, no, no, no. Uh, but um, well, for breaks a game, oh my god, not being movement. able to. Uh, I can deal with some movement. Some movement. Witcher three movement is not good. Like it's right, so. You know strange. what? Actually, that's a great point. Janky movement kills games. That that will kill in game instantaneously. I can just learn how to deal with it honestly if the game's good enough. Like if if janky movements a feature, it depends on all the other aspects of the game. Like, um. Okay, then then here's something interesting. Then Witcher three, your character does not turn like on a heel, you know. They turn. Actually, I kind of like the Witcher three movement. Continue. I I only like its movement in combat. I think it has great combat, but the movement when you're walking and stuff is so jank. Like it's like nobody talks about this. It's gotta be the jankiest movement in the world because literally you own you don't turn on your heel. You turn like a human. Like you take a left step to the left and then like your it's right foot. Oh, okay. Me too. Uh, then your right foot will go where your left foot was. You know, why is so, that a problem? Does it just—it's because it's not like you can't turn on one eighty. It's on on a heel. Instead, you're—it's weird, like how you're turning. Oh, well, your character carries momentum. That's what you. No, 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 no. That's not what they do. They turn weird and they walk weird. Like so, when you're turning, you're not turning like on a on a left angle or right angle. You're turning on a curve, and that affects combat when you're running. So they carry momentum. No, that's not. Are you st- what you're describing you know what is, you, but are you stupid or something? No, because I'm not saying at all. What you, no, the way you're describing it is, if you're going straight, right? I'm sprinting straight forward. Of course, I'm not going to be able to turn to my left instantaneously. No, There's not, going to be a well, curve. That's a movement. part of it, but I'm not talking about that. I mean, like legitimately, like just standing, and you cannot just turn right. You have to take a step and turn right. You know, 
So walking around, like walking around brothels and stuff, I'm always bumping into things, like constantly. So what is the first establishment you think of? The brothels. I don't do know. You want, do you want to get us demonetized? I. Oh my god! Look at all these people. Uh, maybe we can get a brothel sponsorship. Yo, stop! <laughs> but actually, <laughs> so back to uh, the actual game design aspect of the question. Um. Yeah. So no. I uh, just Jay. But one thing that does help that helped The Witcher Three was it's just amazing world. Like it's got such a good world, man. There's so much history there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just makes you feel like you got dropped into the middle of like, not even like you know, how like Star Wars. They have it like you're not reading like the beginning of the, or the end of the book. You're reading like the middle of it. Yes. Like that's The Witcher Three, and like that's another few series like Fallout Four, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas mainly, but Fallout literally makes it like makes you like you're dropping in the middle of like in the middle of the whole story. Like the apocalypse <laughs> has already happened. Your the time for rebuilding has already happened. You're way past that point. The apocalypse has been around for like 150 years. This is not something recent. So that's you how got I feel dro- about uh, Red Dead. Yeah, like you got dropped into this world of crazy people and robots and uh, people who think radioactivity is God. Like it, you, like you got dropped into this really weird world where factions are well established and nobody's playing with sticks and stones anymore. Like. There, everybody knows the rules of the game now, and you're just getting in on it. Like that's awesome to me. So, so that makes it hard. Like I'll deal. I'll even deal with like jank movement. Like I just said, if I had, to, if I get like an awesome story. All I'm hearing is you would love Red Dead Redemption too, <laughs> but yet you refuse to play it. Okay, oh, refuse to play. Listen, listen, we're not sponsored by them, so chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that is actually a. All I'm hearing is that you don't want to go get NordVPN. That's all I hear no, you man. saying. Yo, oh my God. <laughs> Goals though. Uh, Can't be giving it uh, out for free now. No, well, but uh, the janky movement kills games for me. Like honestly, yeah. um, when Apex first launched, I thought its movement was garbage. Like it felt so. I think half of it was server issues, but. It just felt so choppy. Like they tried to have the nice parkour and and high velocity move. It just didn't didn't feel like that. Also, remember them in tactical shooter games. Tactical shooter games. Like what pisses me off about Siege? I can't jump, dude. I don't know why I want to jump, but I want to be able to jump. Siege, but it you can't jump. You can't. No, you can't jump. What? You can vault. Well, not really. You can climb on top of stuff. That's you not can't really jump? No. I, I don't know. I wouldn't play Lean Simulator anyway. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. What? But, uh, it just small little things like that, I think, break a lot of games for me. Oh, what, uh, what was the game we were just playing? Battlefield. What pissed me off about that? I wanted to be able to lean. That's that's a very small thing, but like, I think that's massive. Or mm, Mikey's gonna get triggered. Halo sprinting. Uh, yeah, the entire movement system in Halo is broken. I, I I I'm not discussing this again. You're not gonna get it out of me. I know exactly what this is, and it's not working. I'm it just saying that movement is actually not good. 
That's okay. That's completely your opinion. Although it's wrong. So, so my point was that it's just that's what broke Halo for me more than the gunplay. Gunplay honestly isn't in most games. I don't think it's a massive issue. I can adapt to a crappy gunplay. Uh, I can agree for the first few hours, but if you're going to be playing it long term, oh yeah, no, it's it's got to be good. If, if it depends on how the game's market is, it supposed to be a hardcore game, then you need you need to have decent mechanics. Well, for me, it's just gotta be point. fun. Like Black Ops Two had really great competitive bones, but it was, it just wasn't like it was just fun. Like that's all it needs to be for me. Mm. Like even if it was like, because I wasn't like an MLG guy, so like even if it was, even if I was like super competitive and into it, I or. Like I wouldn't like, and I sucked. I wouldn't. I would still play it. I did suck, and I still played it because it was just that fun. Like the ga- the gameplay of it was that fun. So that's like one of those things where it's like gunplay super important to me. Yeah. I I could just be seen because I I used to play a lot of FPS games, but well, like I've always hated shooters. Gonna be honest, so that's why it probably doesn't matter too much for me. Crappy gunplay because I always. I had never had a good time with shooters. I have a slow reaction time, so no matter the shooter I play, I'm dead within seconds. <laughs> yeah, so same here. Whether whether gunplay was good or bad, I didn't really get to experience it too much. And so I've always taken it on the more casual end. Now that I play Siege a little more, I, I value it slightly more, but it's still not enough. Oh my god, me. if I play Siege a little bit more, I'd freaking be suicidal. It's a horrible game. I don't yes. know why I play <laughs> it. I, I agree. I will never play it. I am I upset. I spent seven dollars and fifty cents because it was on sale, and I am <laughs> I regret it so badly. It's one of those games that punish you for spending less money on it because they gave you no operators to work with. Oh, what? If if you buy the the cheap versions of the game, so think of it like a MOBA or like League of Legends. That's they have so a million different up. heroes, but if you buy the cheap version, they're going to give you the starter, period. And that's it. You got to spend and grind in order to get anything else. I hate stuff like that. It is pretty annoying, but... Um... I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this this topic has, this topic's dried up a little bit. Yes. Oh no, you're right. Because I am not. I'm not going. I'm not getting <laughs> I'm into just, it. I'm not getting into the yeah, Halo Frank talk. He's not taking the bait. I am not taking Frank the bait here. You, you just, you just won't take the bait on. Oh, on I didn't even mention Halo this conversation. On Halo. I, I, I was not getting tricked. Maybe one day, not today. <laughs> All right. So a future podcast where me and Andrew's host, we'll just, we'll just, we'll force Halo down your throat. We'll, yeah. we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, one day. One day we'll get you on the rant, and then it'll be like ten hours later. Honestly, I think the problem is we need to play more games. I play I, a good variety of games. No, I'm serious. Like there are so I many play games. Player only games, though. Like, like, there I, are... I have good depth. I have good depth in my single player and multiplayer. Games. Oh no, no, I'm not saying we don't. I'm just saying we could play more because, like, a lot of the games I realized we mentioned aren't even games like. That came out within the last. No, I don't you're know, just calling it? us old now. Thanks. <laughs> no, like I, like I was saying, as in like new modern games, because that's really. Well, the thing What's is, new modern game. No, one, none of those games, games stand built? out. Yeah, uh, most of these yeah, games are getting built to 
have 10 year plans. Well, hold on. I think Spider Man. I just played Spider Man. That's, That's a, a play PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. That game is so fire. I mean, you want you want to talk about like good movement it's in a game? It's made by Insomniac, right? I just want to point out Insomniac so far as a developer has never failed me. They really? What, what else do they make? They are the guys. What the hell just happened? Okay. Um, they make the entire Ratchet and Clank franchise. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, good Those for them. Guys. No dude, wonder they... PlayStation bought them. Yeah, dude, that was probably a freaking great investment. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I'm a complete Ratchet and Clank fanboy, and I think that they did a fantastic job. And Jesus. seeing how they treat how they treated uh Spider-Man and gave that game, like I I haven't played it. Hashtag don't own a console, but uh, it one from what I saw, it reminds me of PlayStation 2's Spider-Man Two. Those games are so good. The PlayStation yeah. 2 Spider-Man games. It was such a great game, especially for its time. And I just, I just saw the Insomniac Spider-Man. I was like, this, this has taken that and improved it, and made it just modernized it. This is, this is what you call a remaster, without actually being a remaster at all. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yo, straight up, I, I'm gonna nerd out a little bit about yeah. comic stuff. But man, the deep cuts they put in Spider-Man, like they what didn't just. Like, I'm talking, like, the references to comics, TV shows, old cartoons. Like, I'm talking, like, the 90s cartoons, too. Like, stuff, like, I watched as a kid that they put in and made jokes about. In the Spider-Man game? Yeah. Like, or costumes they included that were only seen in certain, like, parts. Like, in certain, um... Like games, like old games, they even they even include costumes in old games. Like the Spider-Man Noir costume in Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions is different from the Spider the new Spider-Man Noir costume. So, but they mm. put in the old Spider-Man Noir costume, like from their game, from the Shattered Dimensions game, and they put in a bunch of like different costumes from different comic book stories, like Spider-Man: Last Stand, where he's like an old man and he I he, I can't remember what he did, but he killed somebody, and after that, like. They, everybody found out Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so he's been on the run from cops. And he's got, like... Oh, my God. It's just... Like, they do so many different things. And they reference so much, so many different... That, like... It's not just a good game to play, but just, like... you go out, If you go out of your way to, like... Even a little bit. Like, you just read the description on your costume. You'll see, like, a reference to something. And that's everywhere. Like, that's multiplied no, by, like, ten. I'm generally not a fan of open referencing. I, I'm a fan of hidden easter eggs i i don't really uh well what's it what's a hidden easter egg to you like is it like the crow in dark souls where you got where you can go back to the old where you can go back to the first area by I laying like that, you're yes, saying like that, an egg that, that's, that's, an easter egg. <laughs> that's quite literally an easter egg you <laughs> curl up into a ball you literally curl up into an egg yes. but um yes yeah, something like that's an easter egg or where you unlock a hidden cheat code by just accidentally typing it in what about like a poster area. in the background? You, you find a little vent in the corner, and you find out, oh wow, if I hit E, I can crawl through the vent and it leads you to a secret area. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Like I'm a fan of those kind of Easter eggs. I'm not a fan of, hey, it's right in front of you, unless it's done as like a, I guess, comedic reference. Well, they do some things like I don't know, like in Spider Man. Uh, I'm bringing it up again. In Spider Man, they do this one thing. They have certain buildings that are like. Uh, important in the comics, 
So like they have like the um the building where Matt Murdock is, like where he stays, he's a lawyer. Like he's Daredevil. He's a blind lawyer, and they actually have his like building as a sign. And there's no way you would know it's there unless you actively went on the street that you think it's on. Mm-hmm. Like in the, like, like ge- geographically speaking, like this is where the building would be. You would only know that if you actually went there and looked for it. You wouldn't know any other way because they don't even talk about it. So that's so, yeah, that's that's a classic Easter egg. Yeah. I'm cool Honestly, I, like I feel like games are kind of like missing out on that, though. You That's know, because it's not, it's not popular. Why would you make a feature in your game that most players don't even get to? What? What happened? Hello, <laughs> Mikey. Well, uh. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do 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 do. Now, what's the intermission sound? I don't know the intermission sound. Crap. I guess we're gonna take a short intermission here. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're back from our little intermission. We had a yes. Oh my god! We're, we're gonna be swiftly moving on. So, Peter, no, I'm ha- I, I hate it. Duties. I hate the ship shortage. All right, so we're That's gonna so start depressing. talking about that next topic. I want to talk about the chip shortage and all of its glory. Yeah. What? what? I am in tears. Yeah, it's, it's it is awful. I like. It's just gone on for too long, and there's no there's no improvement. I. What I heard just recently is that NVIDIA is now ramping down production Maybe I'll be of able the to graphics cards one. because they don't want a pricing collapse like what happened before where the prices just fall through the floor and everyone's just giving away graphics cards. So, well, they're, because... so they're going to artificially limit supply to keep prices where they are at the moment. Yeah, because NVIDIA is pretty comfortable with their native pricing. They increased like the 3080s price like three times. It's now sitting at uh, basically $1,200 if you want to buy a 3080 when it was released at like $800. That has to be These MSRP because I was looking to buy one off like other retailers like no, Newegg no. and stuff. You yeah, know. And they were two grand. I yeah. thought I saw yeah. a 3060. That should be like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Okay. I know we're on going chip for right eleven hundred dollars. What they're doing? Seen the PS Five. They're, scalping they're their own charging stuff people two hundred dollars if they want to buy a PS Five. With the PS Fives, yeah, I saw that. Well, you, let me you, clarify. Let me, explain a little Best Buy is creating a subscription service for like preferred buyers where you pay $200 a year. And in that, you get priority in buying limited items That's such so as PS5. Stuff. So their stock goes to people who have that subscription. So it's pay to have a chance. Basically, yes. That's disgusting. Like, that's that's taking... Costco situations and like 
Costco has its own subscription if you want to go and use the store. No, no. It has a major benefit to it in which you can buy in bulk. And where you basically can't do like at any other store. Yes. But oh, I keep all my now stuff. Now they're like, ah, yeah, let's put a subscription to just buying normal products. There's no really. You just got killed by a husk. <laughs> what are you, a noob? Anyway. Oh, whack. No, that's not sick. I hate freaking keeping. Yeah, I just heard about this this week. But the point is, like, I think that's so. I think that's horrible. Yeah. Are did did they start doing this already? Like, this is a in current practice. I mean, they officially announced it. I don't so know if I it's actually guess, this is not something that's going to get rolled out next what year. Asking, um, probably next it's month. Definitely yeah, early, so that's definitely yeah. in their plans, if not already being rolled out. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Good question. It means, like, this yeah. second, have they actually gone through oh, with it? it doesn't or will look they like they might reconsider. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to not do it. I'll just say that much. It doesn't look like there's nothing yeah, compelling that's, to that's, not that's do That's a massive it. thing to know. Because that's, Especially that's really since, disgusting. Like, I'm going to be honest. And I'm torn on it. it. I'm not okay with it. But, like, if somebody has to pay $700 to get it from a company Honestly, instead of just some yeah, no a your a-hole neighbor who has five of them. Who has 500 of them. But you're, you're okay I don't know. It? Like, uh, I'm kind of okay with that. It just it's just Best Buy taking advantage of the problem. No, I don't think. But that doesn't fix the problem, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't fix. It doesn't fix the problem. It just limits it more. Yeah, this is taking advantage. I of think the it makes it even worse. I think this should but be they, illegal I because I you're now marking it up by two hundred dollars basically. So now when people inevitably resell it, they're going to mark it up that $200, yeah, no, $200, and it just makes the problem worse. Nah, it's not. That doesn't have anything to do with it. It should be illegal on a government level. Yeah, but that's not illegal. This is borderline monopolist material. Eh, it shouldn't be. I wouldn't say it's Honestly, if the consumer still buys it, that's really their problem. A PS5, we're not talking about, like, milk and bread. It should we're be. talking yeah, about no, a PS5. Not. A completely optional... I just... Yes. But, let... But... Oh, okay. Well, yes, all right. Well, then what else is it? Because I have no idea. On. Is that only applying to uh, PS5s? Well, no, the Nothing subscription... Right, can we look that up real quick? Because I don't know what else they actually... Oh, okay. You weren't I don't prepared. know what product is part of it, but that's just like the headline thing because everyone wants right now. I'm not about to say, I'm not looking it up. Oh, what's the name of the podcast? Oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to die in the nether. All right, you know what? That's a, that's a fair point. Let's go. Hey, I said I was going to die. Okay, I'll look it up. <laughs> I just found another portal. <laughs> yeah, you already got to the nether. How'd you help? No, you fell. You fell. Bro, I'm just trying to like. I'm about to just make a house. How'd you get to the nether? Oh, I don't know what Andrew's. I haven't seen no, him since we got into the void. I'm trying to speed run the game, but I, I, I'm having a horrible time finding iron. Because I've just been relaxed yeah. and enjoying our conversation. So, 
from what this says here, starting today in select markets, Best Buy is piloting a new membership program called Best Buy Beta. This will provide customers with an array of benefits, including exclusive member pricing and unlimited Geek Squad technical support, up to two years of protection on most product purchases, free shipping and delivery, free installation for $199 per year or $179 if you have a Best Buy credit card. As far as everything else goes, it does not have any information on like the exclusive rights to buy. This is on the official corporate Best Buy website, by the way. So they haven't mentioned any of that. Uh, Best Buy beta membership includes dedicated and exclusive concierge support, unlimited Geek Squad, fast and free shipping with no minimums, (laughs) exclusive member pricing on a wide range of products, free and home standard delivery. Exclusive member pricing. Are there any examples of that? On products. So That's not specifically what we're talking about. So we're going to speak now. That is not an important part of the podcast. Where we speak strictly from pricing? of our A's, yeah. Uh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, out of our butts. <laughs> like, if that, like, let's say that they they did that to uh, the PlayStation. So you paid two hundred dollars to get this, and. Now they're like, all right, congratulations, you can get it for a hundred dollars less than retail price. Now they're just playing a money game where they basically won't got a free hundred dollars and they got you to sign a membership. And then they could have or maybe they have inflated prices. They don't go the lowered price way and you know they go full uh take advantage of the customer and increase the price. But you actually can get it before everyone else. They go the pre-order route. I could see them doing that. I could too. And just to touch on your point earlier, it says the pilot is currently available at select stores throughout Iowa, Oklahoma, and eastern Pennsylvania. In April, oh, well, it will expand. I am. In... No, I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> Doxing <laughs> yourself live on the podcast. Well, looks like I'm adding yeah. that out. Yep, that's going to have to need an edit. In April, it will expand to customers in select stores in Minnesota, North Carolina, and Tennessee. So, yes, they are currently implementing this in select stores. Yeah. Wow. I I don't think, no. Screw that. Screw Especially that. Especially for $200, no. I don't know. Paired with the freaking, paired with the chip shortage, that's just... Yeah, no. This is not good moves. How can you get away with something that's coming? This takes me back to NVIDIA and they're ramping down GPU production. Like, these practices are not okay. Well, NVIDIA doesn't... NVIDIA can't fully control that. But um, it is... No, it's, it's a conscious... In advance, but no, it's a conscious it is, it is, decision for them to stop making GPUs through holiday well, 2021. They they also, I didn't hear about them ramping down production. I heard about them shutting down the, what was it, Kepler architecture GPUs. So they they stopped providing support for older gen CPUs. Uh, I think it was the 
700 series. Yeah, besides the 750 Ti and some other things. Besides, yeah. Besides a need. But that's not what I'm talking about. Like, they're not making Ampere 30 series GPUs anymore. They're slowing down production throughout holiday 2021 to keep prices where they are. To keep prices high, yeah. That's not okay. No, no. But they can. They can, but... But you know what? Uh, we still have AMD to fall onto. Not that AMD's it's not worth cards are... No, because AMD... On... Alright, can we scroll back time? Alright, take a look at the launch. So AMD's uh, retail... No, manufacturers, that's the name of it. AMD's manufacturers scalped their own GPUs on launch. Like, those things were like double and triple their MSRP on their own GPU. Oh launch. my god. Like, I, I camped out for every single launch day, and oh my god, it was awful how much they upscaled the cost. Like, if you look in the stores for, I think it's a 6600, 6600. Uh, GPU right now, it's listed for like two thousand. The one that came just came out, or the XT? Yeah, yeah, the the brand new one. Oh my god! Like, it's obscene how much they're charging for this. I'm like, this is literally like, this is supposed to be a competitor to the thirty sixty. I mean, the thirty sixty is the same price at this point. So yeah, yeah. But like, jeez, man. Honestly, what I'm most afraid about is when it's no longer a chip. Oh my god, hold on. I'm surrounded. I'm going to GTFO really quick. Um, what I'm afraid about is all the pricing remaining the same post-chip shortage. I don't think it will. Because honestly, at this rate, I think it will. We're not seeing any new legislation being created and adapted for this situation. But... What? There's no way they could keep GPU prices that high. What the hell am I? What's am I getting? Because eBay is going to crash, whether they want it to or not. When the four thousand series come out, miners are going to sell their cards, and the prices are going to crash. So, in order to even compete with their own selves from their previous generation, they have to lower prices. Because let's say they launch the the forty seventy. At fifteen hundred dollars, but the prices of thirty seventies crash down to the MSRP of five hundred dollars or even lower. Why would I ever buy a forty seventy when I can buy a thirty seventy? They're going to have to match it, even if it is much better performance. They're going to have to match themselves at least. Well, that's kind of the reality check that they had with the twenty series before the uh, before the thirty series came out, like. Once the 20 series like sold awfully and nobody was interested in getting it, they that was their reality check. They they ended up adjusting their prices to where the 30 series were equivalent or cheaper, and then the chip shortage happened where they got to make bank again. But no, I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna continue in high pricing because I don't think there's gonna be another reality check. Um. Now they're more in tune with their manufacturers, and in fact, they're opening up more. Uh, they're trying to partner with, what is it, Samsung? Probably. To, to to manufacture more chips. So now that they're no longer relying on TSMC, 
they'll have more control of their own products. They don't have to be like, oh, I, got, I want a schedule to make this many chips, this many, uh, and uh, to be ready for this year. They could be more on demand with it. Them having more control means they can do what they're about to do. Uh, like this December, you said, where they're freaking limiting it. Yeah. Well, they're starting now, and it's supposed to hold through holiday 2021. Plus, we already see they already can basically do whatever and get away with it. Like, we saw that with the fact that they made LHRs exist. Yeah. Well, I think, like, going back to mining, mining is what's going to really affect the market. Because Ethereum is doing their proof-of-stake thing, so GPUs aren't going to be that helpful. That's going to free up a lot of GPUs in the market. Oh, you know what? Hold on. If we're going to segue into mining, let's give a brief overview so Mikey can follow. Well, I I didn't want to get into mining right away. I just wanted to, you know, skim it because it deals with this. I think now's a. I think if you guys are to get into mining now, it'd be a good time because we got to end the podcast in like 10 minutes. What? 10 minutes? Yeah, aren't we doing an hour? Well, that was because we were limited by a. Yeah, we can can do it longer now. All right. Yeah, we're not limited by a video anymore. Um, I'm gonna get murdered by a spider. All right, so I'm gonna get uh, this is embarrassing. Hold on, hold on one sec. I don't, I don't want to die so embarrassingly. <laughs> I have a pride to hold up. So let's give Mikey the brief overview on mining. But, but, but we're not segwaying, not yet. Please hold uh, off. Not yet. Fine. I just Fine. go, go. I think that with. Ethereum going to proof of state, that's going to free up GPU stock. And when 4000 series come out, whether it's Q4 2022 or whatever, that's going to have another like holdover effect when miners upgrade. And that's just going to flood the secondhand market with 3000 series cards that are really good that everyone's trying to get. And everyone's just going to buy that and say fuck 4,000 series if they price it ridiculous. So they have to compete with themselves and keep the prices competitive because they can make 4,000 rare as fuck. No one's going to care if they can get a 3070 for $300. You know? So here's where my opinion differs for you. I don't think when Ethereum switches, I don't think the miners are going to mass sell off the GPUs. Why not? Because the people who invested in GPUs know that they can switch to mine another coin. That's fair. If you if you have invested into GPU mining, you've done a little bit of research into crypto. And you know that you can just hop to a different asset. And there's, there's plenty of assets that are still profitable even after Ethereum disappears. So there's no reason for them to sell their GPUs. Well, that's why I don't think GPUs will flood the market. I mean, you might see a mini flood for people who didn't do their research, but I don't think it's going to be all that waved. I have a counterpoint. For example, look look at uh, look at China. China just banned crypto again, like banned crypto mining, and and you didn't see a massive wave of GPUs hit the market. There was a decent, not to the scale we need, but there was a, a few. Yeah, would it drop the price for five minutes and we're back up? Well, 
I have a counterpoint, but I think since we're going down that rabbit hole, it's time for you to give the overview. All right. So, Mike, are you ready for a little bit of education on uh, mining? Sure. Okay. So, in crypto, not all crypto's purpose are being currencies. Some are frameworks, like Ethereum. So you can, like, say you want to run some code, right? But you, your computer's a joke, so you can't run it on your own computer. Well, then you can essentially hire miners on the network to do all the heavy cash. Where the hell did I just... Um, You can hire miners on the network, basically. Think about it like that. And... um. So the miner's job is to process calculations on the blockchain, and they get paid for that. That's how mining works, okay? I am often. Your computer is doing a job, and thus it gets paid in crypto. Mining in a nutshell. Proof of stake is something that's happening to Ethereum. So uh, mining is called proof of work. Proof of stake is different. They're changing how mining works. Uh, it won't be your computer's doing a job anymore. It'll be the network is doing a job, and by some black magic or whatever, because I don't really understand proof of stake myself, um, the network somehow still processes the same equation and is able to fill that out, except your computer's not exactly doing the work, so you don't need to have these high-spec GPUs or anything to complete said calculation. So I'm not really following what proof of stake, how it works, but the point is you won't need high-spec GPUs or computers to do said mining in the future. You just have to have something called a node on the blockchain, and I'm not going into that. All right. But mining, do you, do you understand mining now? You have your computer to do a little yep. job and get paid. So that, when Andrew was bringing up how mining's going to, disappear. Ethereum is currently the biggest crypto for mining, other than Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin, it's basically achieved its sole purpose. It's, it's supposed to be currency. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, so Bitcoin mining is here to stay, period. But Ethereum, on the other hand, Ethereum is supposed to be more than currency. It's supposed to be a framework for other programs to run for other smart contracts and stuff to work. And so Ethereum has an active development team, and they decided because mining requires such uh, such a need for power and high spec machines, and it's just not eco friendly and just not efficient overall. They decided that they're going to switch to proof of stake. So because it's the second biggest mined coin, everybody's worried that the market's the entire market's going to have a massive upset both crypto and tech-wise, uh, when it switches to proof-of-stake, when you won't need any of the massive machinery behind it. Gotcha. End of explanation. All right, so my point was, as you said, they'll probably end up switching over to other currencies to mine. But the thing is, is that... Uh... See, I have a limited knowledge on how this works. So my understanding is that as people 
start mining stuff, the difficulty of that chain increases, correct? Am I correct in that? That is correct. Most algorithms auto-adjust for an increase in mining. So it keeps so the rate of currency the people. same. Yes, because when you... Uh, so miners are paid partially by the person who requested the transaction, and also the algorithm that the coin is pays the miner themselves, like a small cut. And basically that creates a new amount of the coin out of thin air. It's like, hey, this miner needs to get paid. So you know what? I just created one Ethereum and I'm handing it to this miner. And because of that, in order to prevent from too many things being created, one of the ways they did that is they increased the difficulty. So if there's more miners, then the difficulty of mining increases. It's a artificial difficulty. Yes. So that's my thing is the reason why so many people are mining Ethereum is because other cryptocurrencies have quite high difficulties already. So switching over to them wouldn't be profitable and even less so when everyone else switches over to them because they're going to be beat out by ASICs oh. and each other. That is actually not correct. Oh? Except for the ASIC part. Um, Ethereum has the highest difficulty, as far as my oh. knowledge knows. Um, we have a difficulty that requires... So, one of the biggest things about difficulty isn't just the fact that it makes the equation harder, but it also requires a DAG to be generated. Mm -hmm. DAG is just... Think about it like a RAM yeah, it's a memory buffer. Or a VRAM requirement. Yeah. So, in order to complete the calculation your computer needs to be able to support fitting the entire calculation in. and so that is the other requirement which is your DAG and that's also affected by difficulty the current DAG for Ethereum is four and a half gigabytes of RAM so off the bat you weed out all the lesser GPUs that have less than four or just straight up four because it's four and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and most other coins don't have a DAG that high. So that's why all these other weaker GPUs are being held up still in the minor market by smaller coins. And then Ethereum has the highest DAG and the highest difficulty. I don't remember how the difficulties are rated exactly, but what it means is you'll get less hash rate, which is your speed of mining, yeah. for more per, uh, with the higher uh, with your performance. So if your performance is weaker, you get less hash. Okay, it's pretty crappy. I, no, I I guess what you're saying. My thing is, is that everyone switching would make those coins more difficult, which would Drive down yes. profitability, yeah, okay. which would free up GPUs because people are going to be like, I'm not making enough money. This is no longer sustainable. So I think that would happen at first. However, with more people switching to other coins, that means you're going to have more people using said coins and that'll drive up the cost. Uh, I don't I feel like we're at a very thin edge. Where the GPU problem and the crypto problem can just cause a big collapse in crypto. 
No. I don't really know where to take that anyway. Mikey, your thoughts, if any. What have you followed? Absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> he's gone. AFK. Middle of the podcast, AFK. Let's go. Love to see it. This man literally was like, I don't follow crypto. <laughs> I don't want to follow crypto. It's gone. So explain right. to me a bit more about how crypto works. Because I have a surface level understanding. I, I did a paper on blockchain in high school. I mean, in college, but... uh I I'm have not, never, I in all my bubble. years, oh, ever heard. I've been here the whole time. Bull crap. <laughs> I didn't just go to the bathroom. Yeah, you just added yourself again. <laughs> what? You didn't just accuse me? Guilty. 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 All right, what did we say? What did With we say? Blockchain. What, how was my explanation going? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What was my what was my twenty minute explanation? Oh my god! <laughs> that I did for your sake. I did it so you could. No, no, that I was there for that. What? I was there for you explaining it. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. I really just I left. I left on the mm-hmm. part where Andrew was like, "Oh, you just admitted." <laughs> what do you mean? You just admitted. You yeah, yeah, I don't mind that, but <laughs> let's let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. Give me uh, uh as deep, but not so deep. TLDR? Yeah. A little bit deeper than a TLDR. Okay. Every crypto is different. We'll start off with that. Okay. Um, Bitcoin's a currency. Monero is a currency, but Monero focuses on privacy and being anonymous. Uh, Ethereum is a currency, but it also this... focuses more on being a framework for other cryptocurrencies and programs. Mm-hmm. And I believe Ravencoin is just like crypto, uh, so it was just like Ethereum, and that's the cryptos I follow. That one uh, about the anonymity. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's for sex traffickers. Listen, they're all, they're <laughs> all for. <laughs> Let's just say that illicit activities in crypto kind of go hand in hand. And you know what? Guess guess what does the same exact thing? Oh, oh, a cat. Well, yeah, but it's you know it's different. Is it different? It's not, but the way the government sees it, it's different. I so the way the government sees it, the government doesn't understand jack, yes. right? They put, they just passed a bill and uh, or tried to. It was a um. I think it was in the physical infrastructure bill that was supposed to be passed by Congress, which both are being held up, but that's another story. Uh, they tried to put in that if you are a minor, so a minor or a minor, minor, <laughs> like minor, I know, I'm just joking. Like, yeah, I know. Did, try not to get us demonetized, <laughs> thanks, bud. He already did that. If you uh, if you have your computer doing all these calculations and transactions. Are you able to track who you're doing, who you're doing it for? Probably if you have enough tech know-how, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think so. No, the answer is no. The answer is no. You know why? Because on the blockchain, everything's stored as wallet IDs. No matter the crypto, it's all stored as a wallet ID. A wallet ID is a randomly generated number that's on the blockchain. And that holds your crypto amount. It holds the number of crypto in your account okay yeah that 
is literally not attached to you. If I, Mikey, I walked away and gave you my my wallet information, and then that wallet bought something somewhere on the interwebs for for the like. There's there's no tracing it back to me. There's no tracing it back to you. Nobody would know because it's just a freaking random string of numbers. It's not like it has a social security requirement or I got to type in my name and ID. I heard that the FBI had figured out some sort of witchcraft that now the way Bitcoin used to be anonymous, they have some loose idea on how to track people. That's pretty cool. On the Bitcoin so, blockchain. That's what I heard. Can, quote, unquote, track people is you look at internet IP addresses, uh, and if you were trying to sell the crypto and turn it into fiat currency, like government-supported mm-hmm. currency, like, because at any exchange, you have to I'd enter in all your, your social info. and everything. Who the hell are you? Your social, your all your identification. So, that's how they track you. Yeah, that's true. But otherwise, if you keep it in crypto, that's not the blockchain doing it. You're good. Yeah, if you keep it in crypto, they don't know. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's just a string of numbers. So where does NFTs come into this? Because I... <laughs> oh my god, no. NFTs, NFTs are a nightmare that I don't understand. I need to learn them because I'm a 3D modeler. And it's like a way of copywriting your own work yeah. using the blockchain. So I mentioned that I did a paper on blockchain in high school, uh, college. And basically, there was like research in how to integrate blockchain to stop degree fraud. And I think it's a similar system that NFTs work on. Yes. But yes, I'm not so you, deeply right. integrated into that. From the knowledge I know about it is you're basically creating an instance in the blockchain. Like, So every transaction that happened on the blockchain exists no matter the crypto it still exists because the blockchain what it is is a giant excel sheet okay a giant excel sheet that holds every transaction that has ever happened and ever will happen on it yes so in this situation that the transaction id is going to be unique and you are essentially selling for, well, if you're going to sell an NFT or minting an NFT, you are saying this is the key information you need to prove that this belongs to you. You're making a unique identifier that only the person who owns the NFT can have access to. Gotcha. It's like a giant watermark that exists on the blockchain. Gotcha, gotcha. It's saved in a giant Excel sheet and says, hey, this is real. This is mine, or whoever holds the key. So basically, NFTs are worthless. Uh, oh my god, that's a hot take. Yes, that well, I stand by it. Yes and no, because no, no, no. It's... I, I, NFTs are as useful as a, a watermark. NFTs are use, as useful as a watermark. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like people paying. Hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars for stupid pixel I think art. It's useless currently, but if the governments started incorporating NFT tech, uh, blockchain technology and whatnot, 
this is how you could see internet enforcement later on. Because you could prove, so it's, it'd be, I'm thinking of it as more of like a legal defense for artists. So people don't get scammed anymore. Because Joe Bag of Donuts can turn around and take my 3D model that I made, spend countless hours on, and be like, nah, I made it. And there's nothing I could do other than having a video recording of me literally making the model. Like, how am I supposed to prove that I created that? See, that's, I, I, I see the value to so the creators, like, I, but the buyers, that's what I mean. Buyers? Like, the people spending hundreds oh, of thousands of dollars on that stuff, not because it's what they want. But because it's an NFT, it's trendy. Well, it's money laundering 2.0. <laughs> That's the thing. That, like, I make a, a, a drawing, right? And let's say the agreed upon art world says it's worth $5. But I make it an NFT. And because it's an NFT, people want to buy it for $250,000. It's... I don't see where that said, translation right now, and value comes well, from. That, well, that specific case would be totally money laundering. <laughs> but um, the idea is that you own the original copy. You own the legit one that was given to you by the creator. Right now, I think that that holds basically zero value. Um, unless it's like a, something that's hard to digitally recreate. Like if it's a picture... What good is it? I, co I copy-paste. I take a screenshot. Oh, I have my own copy of it. Right now, that has no... That's not stopping anybody. Yeah. And it's not promoting any power over the actual product. But if there is laws and legislation built around it, you would have a legal argument. Be like, hey, I bought this virtual launcher, right? Only I can use it. God. But... I, I don't know. But right now, yeah, worthless. I agree. Um, definitely. Until I start my money. <laughs> I'm, don't quote me. I'm definitely not on board with the whole NFT craze. I'm not on board with it either. Mikey, what are your thoughts on it? I remember it being a fad and then never hearing about it again. What? You stopped hearing about yeah. it? I haven't. I, maybe it's because the it. circles I, I hang out. I, I'm i not going to say I hang out in artsy circles, but like the people I do hang out with are like screenwriters and like people want to make movies and stuff. So they wouldn't be on board with this. Honestly, no, I think they should be on board with that. Those kind of people no, should. I feel like if you're a creator in any sort, like, it has value to you. Well, they, I've talked yeah. to them about it, and it goes as far as it's just not in, like, they just don't care right now. Like, they'd rather make a, their own production. They would rather re be t taking your time to research how to make their own production company and actually working on that than anything to do with NFT. I don't, they don't even know anything. But you know what? I guess, I guess also because it's safer because uh, writers and stuff, you have publishing yeah. companies you can, who will basically have your back for legal. Yeah, work. people are just waiting for that fat check that you get just happens to turn into a franchise and then you're set for life. Yeah. I feel like for but indie yeah, creators, it's definitely very Oh, important. yeah, I'm sure for indie creators, it's, and it's invaluable. Even for those people, they're not at the point where they're selling off to publishers, I don't think. So I feel like until you're at that point, it has value to you if you're creating. Like, I would love to start doing NFTs 
but it's as as we said, it's it's worthless because there's no actual like there's no stopping somebody from taking and claiming it as their own. And this has a legal record, yeah, yeah. Once it once it once it becomes having a legal record, and I can actually use it to claim my work and defend myself, then I'm gonna really start worrying about it because that's that's pretty big. But that's not gonna happen because our government's. I still subscribe to the poor man's uh, copyright. I don't think I think copyright is broken. Just fundamentally Copyright broken. Is very I, broken. So that way we don't judge out the con- uh, like the same conversation from last week. Yes, and it's never gonna get better. I mean, like I mean, yes. I mean that sincerely. Like I would love for copyright law to almost be thrown out the window. So that way I would give. I I no, I don't think it needs to be thrown. I think it needs to be revamped. All right, we need a remaster. Honestly, there's no remastering copyright law. Because as long as their lawyers exist and people who want to protect what they made and what they can make money off of, but you, you see, know, polar there's were natural in uh, Minecraft. What? I thought I thought polar bears were modded in. I didn't realize they were. In oh the yeah, I never Oh, I found a mine uh, shaft. Back to what we were saying. Right, so I feel like on both sides of copyright law, it's broken. Not just for creators, but people that want to lawfully use copyright at work without the 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 licensing you know fair use is broken yeah your average youtuber doesn't have access to to license it's not even that because i can understand that because they're making money off of it but in non-commercial applications they can still screw you over with copyright because copyright yeah messy topic i would actually honestly we should have a proper talk about this because like that's perfect for uninformed and unprepared yeah that rabbit hole goes definitely definitely give us a moment to actually research it and learn more about it but i wouldn't uh, dare i'm a little cooked right now for for talking about something so deep really i think now's the time i'm ready you're ready? You want to? You want to dive deep? I feel like we should right just a off the cuff idea. I feel like we should have special episodes for this type of stuff. That's my creative take. Deep dive? Yeah, like a deep dive episode on a singular topic. Mikey, opinion? no. Uh, I because it's not free form. Yeah, I'm into. I'm more into free form than. Well, yeah, me and Peter own sixty percent of this company, so we can decide whatever. <laughs> oh my god! The flex. The flex. Now let's give Mikey some rights every now and then. Every now and then. I can't wait to edit certain, like certain parts of the conversation, so you guys just seem like evil warlords. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You won't. You'll be like, this takes up too much time. Honestly, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, I want to segue into the next topic. Okay. So I want to talk about what do you guys use to learn about your news? Twitter. Rhyme not intended. Twitter. Uh oh my god! I I I. I that's have, all I use. Really? I have quit Twitter for life, and my life is better off for it. Mike, you were addicted to Twitter. You would not sending stop sending me links, and you kept telling me about how I could get. Because it was just so interesting, all the stuff I might have been missing out on this whole time. Until you really look at it, I was missing out on nothing. Because you follow the most boring people. 
You're right. Oh, my God. No, some people... So you only... Andrew, you only get your news through Twitter. Yes, because I don't have cable TV. So, okay. like, in my room, I don't have cable TV. The only source of news is the internet, and I never take time out to oh, actually okay. look at the news. So when I go on Twitter, it has the little news bar, and that's my current events. I have not... Um... How do I say this? I could care less about the news. You don't even nope. follow the news? I am so... For... For... So you, you hear your news from your family or your friends? Literally in passing. I'll hear like somebody yell at somebody else on the street, and I'll be like, wow, that's interesting. Like, yeah, I'm like in, at that point in my life. What, what about... Not just... I don't mean just world news in general. I also, what about gaming news? What whatever I hear in passing. Oh, whatever pops up on YouTube, really? I guess, for gaming stuff. Okay, so any of your hobby-related stuff, yeah. you'd find your news through yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Um, I should give some back... No Reddit? You don't... No, Reddit... Reddit is kind of more for conversation. See, I have a second use for Reddit, but I'm not going to say uh, that on yeah, the podcast. We're, no, we're not going to get monetized. Uh, he's talking about origami, save, everybody. Save really origami. Good. What? <laughs> yeah. Save it for episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the host. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, you guys are gonna love it when I host. Uh, Lord, I didn't even know we were doing this format of hosting. I, I didn't even know until literally like ten. I came up with it literally five minutes before we started. I I thought it I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I'm into it because you're you're in you're in you're in control of it. Like, you want to go on a stupid rant and to ignore all your topics? Go ahead, Mikey. When you're Speaking of ignoring home. topics, we're ignoring the topic we oh, just posed. Yeah. So anyway, what, yeah. was it, what were we just talking about? News sources. News oh sources. yeah. Uh, so for backstory for everybody, for backstory for everybody, I used to be a political science major, and I used to be on Twitter all of the time. Every day, I would get online or I would get in person with a classmate, and I would debate with them all of the time. In high school, I wanted to be a part of the debate team. And I, would, and I would always push for the teacher to start debates in class. And I, sometimes I would take the whatever the most of the class was opposing just so that there can be a debate, just so I can argue with somebody. I've done the same thing. It's actually so much fun. It is fun. With a name for those people? They're called <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, it was just for fun, you know? And I... I didn't even point. necessarily believe in no, it. Yeah, I, I didn't just... believe it either. I, it was just like, <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Okay, now I think the opposite. No, yeah, it was really like that. So now it's like I'm at the point. And so when during you were when you while you're doing that, you only use Twitter. Uh no, I didn't only use Twitter, but like as my main news source, I did. Like I was on Twitter a lot, just hearing all these different things, hearing all these different opinions. And you know what? What about validating your sources? Do you um, do that? you know, when I hear something outlandish, I do look it up. But I'm at that point now where I just don't care. Like, in life, like, I, I could care less about what happens in the world. I could care less about what happens with people on Twitter. Care less, care less about what happens with my classmates. If my classmates tried to get me to talk about a hot-button topic, I'll just tell them to shut up and to not involve me. Or invite them to the podcast. No, I won't even do that. I don't want to even look at these people. Because I'm at that point in my life where you, da you dare want to get me involved in a political discussion? How dare you? How dare you, sir? And they're dead to me. 
So you take it in yes. fight words. Got it. At that, I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, we discuss politics and art. I think that's something because I'm into art. You know, like comics and, and like movies and stuff. I think that's interesting. You know, because like the culture affects politics, which affects culture. You know. So, so what you're saying is Batman's communist. Definitely not. <laughs> what? Continue. <laughs> But anyway, I like stuff like that. Like I'm into more conversations like that. I could literally care less about politics as a whole. I don't care what anybody thinks of politics. All these COVID deniers and all these anti-vaxxers can literally just, I can't think of the word that doesn't describe fellatio. Uh, but it just, that's how I feel now. I, I just don't care. Wow. Andrew, what are your thoughts on, uh, Mikey literally deciding to not care about the world. Are you are you in the similar mindset? Uh, in a way, yes. But I also do try to keep somewhat up to date with the happenings. Like I'm not like Michael where I just tune out. I will, you know, go on Twitter. Oh, this happened. Let me read it real quick. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Did this political person really say that? That's crazy. Let me look into this. Oh, they were he taken out of context me. because media. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to go about my day now. Like, I don't get into the discussions of everyone debating every little thing because that gets too drawn out. I look at what the news is saying. I take the two minutes that it takes. I Google it. Oh, it's taken out of context. Gotcha. Oh, that's actually true? That's crazy. And I move on. He cares more than I do. I'm somewhat like that. Uh, I definitely lean more on your side, Andrew, here, and then Mikey's non-caring side. Um, I get most of my news from Reddit, YouTube, Reddit and YouTube, and uh, the ones that I really do the deep... so. I get my news specifically from Philip DeFranco on YouTube, and uh, the other there's another guy uh, who he normally covers taxes. I think he's like he's called like Tax Value. The tax man. I don't know. You think? Well, <laughs> he used to cover tax only, and then when the stimulus happened, he started just covering overall news because mm-hmm. that was just a transition he made. So now he does news reports every day, and I used to fact check them click on their links, click on their sources, follow the rabbit hole down for the YouTube ones. But I think they've proven themselves pretty credible uh, for the news guy, especially over the year. And Philip DeFranco, he's been following that man for six plus years now. So I think he's proven his worth. Mm -hmm. And so I don't fact check them anymore. But Reddit, on the other hand, I only fact check, as, as you said, like the outlandish articles. Otherwise, I'll just scroll through the comments and find the Redditor who did fact check it because they like to be contrarians over there, too. But I'm at the point where I don't care unless it's something that will affect me. If Joe Bag of Donuts got shot and something horrible happened, I'm of the mindset that that happened. Does it affect me? If I answer yes, then I'll look into it and I'll worry about it. But if it doesn't affect me, like, I shrug it off. All the climate change stuff that has me shook, honestly. So it's I'll, I'll terrifying do a little to bit be of extra fair. research. Yeah, that very much affects me. The end of our lives screwed. <laughs> but in order to not rehash that, 
conversation. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, um, I do a little bit of extra diving into those technology. That's a massive thing. I think, I think it's honestly wrong that people don't look into. I mean, tech is my life, so I kind of have to, that's literally going to be my job. So tech is our lives. Like we are, the smartphone has been become the household object. Yeah. How many people do you see not holding one or using one when you go out? Uh, and people don't know jack about it. See, that blows my mind. I'm just going to make a small little tangent. We're the last generation that grew up with and without tech. Like most of us when we were younger, yeah. we didn't have tech. But then yeah. at a fairly still young age, it made that transition. And now it's literally everywhere. Yeah. And in 10 years, it will be us. <laughs> like, it's, we're so exposed to it, but nobody dips their toes in, like, finding out what they're dealing with. Uh, like, that's like, like using a hammer all your life and not knowing it's a stick in metal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how people, like, if for something that you deal with, on an everyday basis. I don't I I know most people won't be like, oh, you know well, what? I can I, I be real with you guys? Lately, I could care less about technology. I gotta be honest. What? I mean you stop following technology on too? more of the hardcore basis that I used to when I was like a teenager, yeah. I don't know. Well I don't expect people I don't expect people to be gung ho about tech. All you have to do is be aware. Well would you call me aware? Like of things did you not just bring up the? Were you not just having conversation about it? The chip shortage the other couple seconds ago. Yes. Well, like, do you know the parts of a PC? I guess. Like, I don't. I don't expect you to recite them, but you understand a CPU. What is the the job of a CPU? Process. That's a Done. good job. Congratulations. That's all you got to know. <laughs> well. Like, like I like just what what operating system are you running on? Oh, Windows eight. Okay. Is no, there play. other operating systems that exist? Not that I know of. <laughs> no, I play this prick. Yeah, but it's it's questions like that. Like, I don't expect Grandpa to know it. All right, but I expect people who are our generation to understand it because we're literally being raised on it we're getting exposed it's to not this. going anywhere it's only going to get more and more prevalent yeah it's it's literally become an aspect of our day it's like lives. when people oh, first I got cars i use android like simple stuff i don't expect you to know how to factor reset your device i just expect you to know how to get to your device's settings yeah, yeah. See, it's like with cars. When cars first became a thing, very few people drove. No one saw the point. Cars are literally the most dependent on things Whoa. in this world at the moment. Oh, uh, you heard that too, right? Did you guys hear that? That yeah. scared the hell out of me. What the hell uh, was that? My mic? Hello? No. <laughs> no. It's from, it was from Minecraft. Oh. It sounded like a freaking, like... Sounds like a uh, zombie attack is about to happen or something ominous. That was freaking weird. Well, my game crashed, so I'm not in the game, so. Oh, oh my god, bro. I it scared the crap out of me. 
yeah, that 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 had me shook for a second. I'm like, when did Minecraft? Oh, weather! Somebody summoned the weather. Like this, this freaking, that's the sound it makes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, now I think it's dope. Yeah, that that's actually pretty cool. Fits the ominous. So back to what so, I was saying, it's like cars, you know. Yeah, there yeah. were at the beginning, no one really cared, but now it's the most dependent on thing ever. And that's technology. It is now the most dependent on thing ever, and it's not going to get any better. Yeah, but also look at it once again. We'll use cars as an example. People don't know Jack about their own cars. True. So I guess that was a bad analogy. No, no, that's that's perfect because it's literally where we're at with technology, with overall technology. Like people have that's a, that's a twenty thousand, ten thousand plus dollar investment to get a car. Yeah. And people couldn't spend five minutes looking up. Oh, how, how can I change my tire? Or uh, is is this a, a half decent vehicle? Or am I just wasting money getting a gas guzzler? Like, yeah, these little things. Or who's your manufacturer? Now, I'm not exactly one to talk because I definitely don't know jack about cars. It's also because I I personally believe I'm going to be part of the remote life, so I'm not going to really look into getting a car. I think that's a a drain of an investment for me who doesn't need to leave his home to work. I mean, you're still going to so, need one. We're not quite uh, at the point. So, so he's, he's, all right, now we're going on tangent, but Good, let's to get end on this tangent. tangent really quick, to end that tangent really quick, if I hopped on a scooter, I can do anything I would need my car to do. And I mean electric scooter. I didn't mean physical scooter. I mean, sure, I guess, if you want to take forever to do it. Tell me something that I would need the card for. Uh, a card. Let's for. say you worked or you needed to go get something that you can only get at this one place and it was 15 miles away. You want to ride a scooter 30 miles to go get it? Let's give, give me a more specific example. Because. Uh, niche examples like that, I'll get you home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> $20. Twenty dollars a day. Well, I don't know, because you said you don't plan on working, but you know, you have a job, it's fifteen miles away. No no plan on all right, so having a job fifteen miles away. Yeah. Um fifteen miles can be covered by a scooter. Are you scooter. really gonna ride thirty miles was... every single day? Uh an electric scooter. I was looking at one that can drive fifty miles on a single charge. At 25 miles an hour. That's going to take you 40 minutes to to get someplace you could have been 20 minutes. But I save over $20,000 in, in, in money. Yeah, but how much time are you wasting over the period of 5, 10, however long you work there? Factor in gas cost, and um, suddenly it's uh, not an issue. Factoring gas insurance. So you favor money over time. I'd say what my current time is worth money wise in my position in life right now, I'd say uh my time is worth that. Okay. You know, that reminds me like 
I'm not going to argue with that point. It, it makes sense. Like maybe later in life, if my that my if I'm like if I walk into a place and I'm like, hey, I charge fifty dollars an hour, then my time is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Then I might think otherwise. But right now, where my time Please is leave me alone. probably at most like, twenty-five to thirty. Yo, <laughs> you good? Get away! No, I'm good. You wanna? You wanna explain? No. Come on, contacts. We My need uh, skeleton with some pumpkin on his head tried to kill me. <laughs> All right, we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> you know that now that the mic's on me though. Did you guys? There's a subreddit called. I don't uh, really use Reddit, but okay. I don't know if we get if we curse, we get demonetized. You need to use Reddit if you use, if you're using Twitter. No, get off Twitter. Save yourself. Uh, this is this yeah. This is a potential edit cut. All right, all right. Just in case this we get us demonetized. Take note. All right, go ahead. Uh, it's called fuck cars. That wouldn't get us demonetized. Uh, all right. I don't think they censorship. That would just get us less. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it's called. I think. And um, basically, they hate cars. Like they... oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say something worse. Like it. Oh no, like that's a different subreddit. <laughs> well, let's stay away from that. Subject. It's just the two words in reverse. <laughs> they get swapped. Okay, yeah. You why you don't you didn't have to. I didn't need yeah. that. Okay, but anyway. R slash thanks. I hate it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, basically, the subreddit is about people who hate cars. Like they think they mess up infrastructure mm. and that they hurt the environment, which they do. And they do hurt infrastructure. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I don't hate cars. I just think it's not always the viable solution. Yeah, we live in a pro car society. See, I'm gonna differ here because I fairly enjoy cars. I, I, you know, I like Formula One. I do not like NASCAR. That is garbage, trash. But I appreciate a good-looking, sounding, driving car. Good old gasoline engine. I see. I value efficiency. Is it and it being worth its investment? To me, if I spent, let's say, twenty five thousand dollars on a car that sounds the way I want it to sound, and I invest money to mods and it's set up the way I want, yeah, that sounds like you're investing a lot more than twenty. Well, I yeah. Thinking that. <laughs> I, I expect the build for the car I want, and it's going to cost me at least one hundred fifty thousand. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Yo, that's 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 that's. See, a house. to me, that that would be worth. Yes, that would be worth it though, because I'm going to enjoy every second that I have it. It's going to. Okay. My investment is not into a a, a tool to get me to point A and point B. Yes, it can do that, but it's in the enjoyment factor as well. So the car is less about its own utility and it's much more about its factor. In for that price. For me, a yes. car is all about utility. It is quite literally a, dr- a drill to me. Like, I don't get a drill just so I can double track the tr- trigger <laughs> and hear it go further. <laughs> I get a drill because I gotta drill a hole or I gotta drill a screw in. Like, is that's its purpose, and it needs to serve that purpose. Okay, but back to the the scooter point. Wouldn't the scooter be the drill, and the scooter be a screwdriver with a nail, and you're trying it's to cost efficiency. 
the the reason why I'm sold on this on the scooter is cost efficiency and legality. Okay, what about self-driving well, cars? I gotta worry about. How would you feel about that? Self-driving cars. Uh, electric self-driving cars. I'm pretty interested in. Um. But I don't believe they've had their full rollouts yet. I believe Tesla's still in beta for that. Can yeah, they're still in beta. I'm, talk, I'm talking about long term, 30 years, no more. It's illegal to drive a car, no more gas. I, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. But it's... it's trains are at the point where the right they're... Price. There are trains... It's got to be at the right price. Yeah, efficiency. there are train systems that are at the point where they're completely self-sufficient. And they're more efficient in taking you places. I mean, we literally are just getting to the place where that trains are at with this whole tunnel nonsense, the the boring tunnel. Like I for have a car. no idea what you're uh, even yeah, talking I about. Totally you don't know about. No, the I know tunnel. what he's talking about. I don't see the point that he's getting it. That's well, that's efficiency. efficiency. You know, like he built that so that he can go from one place to another, in um in less time. But now, can you? Brush me up on the boring tunnel because I don't actually remember. Basically, it too well. it's I a. Rem- I can't remember if it's supposed to be a train. No, or it's, it's like, supposed to, like it's literally cars. a tunnel that runs from like I think Las Vegas to uh, Los Angeles, and I can't remember the time it gets you there, but it's literally just a one lane tunnel, like for a car to go into and drive. That's not what I remember. Okay. But... What's what's that? So how is that so different than like an H-O-B exactly lane? or a train? Like like a train that ships like three hundred people at a time, maybe more. Oh wait, so it picks up. No, your no, no. Car? It, you drive your car. Okay, so like think about it this way: there's a little tunnel somewhere in Los Angeles. You drive into the tunnel. It goes deep, 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 deep underground. You drive forward the whole time, mm-hmm. and you know make some curves, and then you drive up, and you're in Nevada. Yeah, but how does it's it make the... anything more? I... Because there's no traffic. It's just a I... one lane tunnel. I think you're misremembering. No, that's how it is. Because I remember the boring company was supposed to be the tunneling company so that Elon could make his Hyperloop, which was supposed to be a maglev train and no. a, a, what's it called? It's a a vacuum tunnel. Um, Not from what I'm looking at, the Hyperloop was supposed to be a train developed that's, by... That's not the business. boring tunnel. Uh, boring company. Yeah, they were supposed to be making the Hyperloop. No. I'm literally looking at it on the Boring Company website. first ride in the Boring Tunnel in Las Vegas. The Boring Tunnel. Here he is, driving a car in a tunnel. Well, companies allowed to have multiple projects. You guys might be talking about two separate projects. No, he's saying that the project I'm talking about is his project. What I'm saying... Is that the efficiency thing that you're talking about? What I'm saying is that this is stupid. Like, I'm a huge, I used to be a huge Elon fan too, but now I'm looking at this like, if we got rid of cars and just did train, like, we wouldn't need this. See, but what that is, that is a setup from what I've literally just read. That tunnel is a setup for what I was talking about the Hyperloop. But it's, it's not a hyperloop. Not, that's like, not meant to be the end thing. That's just 
testing out their capability of yeah, tunneling. If, if it's just if it's just that tunnel, then it's yeah, but then the tunnel just a glorified the hyperloop. But if it's supposed to segue into the hyperloop is building off what they are doing yeah. with this tunnel. No, all the hyperloop is though is just like a like a train on rails, but it's not really a train. It's like a train car cut in it's half, and then cut another half train. that you can like it's pack a... four people in. It's a maglev train. No, it's not. Because I just saw the proof, the video um, concepts for it. I'm, I'm literally looking at it. It's a Me too. I'm train. looking at it too. Wow. Someone <laughs> tells me both of you suck at research. I don't know, Mikey. I'm looking at it. Or one of you. I'm looking at it right now. All right. Are you looking at a picture? I'm or are you looking reading? at a video and a picture. And the, from CNET. I have CNET. I'm looking at a moving I'm picture. I'm looking at a moving picture. So I I'm going I to would. I'm going to send you this. Sources, sources. Let's go. Well, that, well that's Let's from go. Wikipedia, so don't don't. Oh, what the shot? What? This is fake. Are you serious? <laughs> all right, hold on. I don't. I honestly don't agree with all the hate that people give Wikipedia. As no, as I know. I think Wikipedia source. is a credible source. I think this looks so fake. Like it has a gigantic jet turbine in the back, in the front of it. No, I remember, I remember them talking about it. Okay, hyper- well, this is literally what this is. Like this is literally what it is. All right, hold on. I'll take a look. I'll take a look. So what do we got here? Um, that's what I was saying. No, I remember that graphic being a thing. I don't know why you sent the picture. As I was saying. So I'm literally we... looking at the white Bro. page from the boring company's thing. And yeah, this that's is all the BS. very first. It's literally from the yeah, company. Yeah, it's all BS. If it, if this is literally the first like, concept image. Yeah, that concept. Well, it's a concept it, image. It's so it's all BS. Yes, that's it's, what it's called, we're talking about. Planning. The entire concept. No, of it it's not. It's not going to be happen. a train. Happening. That's not actually what's happening, though. Like I, that's the I, goal. But that's not what's that's happening. Not happening right now. It's, but it's not going to happen ever, probably. Okay, well, you're just a doubter. <laughs> yeah, I am. You're just doubting. I'm a doubter and a hater. Honestly, the the more I talk about this, the more I side I get on the side of hating cars. Because what? All right, hold on. So, I personally, I think if we have a a, like the hyperloop system, if that can viably replace cars. Oh yeah, if it can viably replace them. I'm on. I'm on the side of efficiency. I'm into I'm it. I'm not on the side of. But it can't viably replace. Them. At least not for like. Not in its current. Like America is like the ghetto. Do you guys realize that? America is the ghetto of the world. Yeah. Have you well, seen Japan? Ja- I'm not trying to be a weeb here, but Japanese infrastructure a on a country that I is mean, like. I mean, this is just in- factual information, but yes. Like literally, a country that has like so in debt, like it's almost the U.S. level. That where well, I'm playing the deck literally every year. Yeah, like literally, like Japanese debt is like like they've had an economic downturn for for years now, and they still their infrastructure is godlike, godlike. Aren't they struggling with deflation right yeah. now? Yeah, like and and because uh the lowering birth population, less people are having kids, so less money gets pumped into the economy. Yeah. Well. Before we get into that, back to infrastructure here. Yes. Which is yeah, this hyperloop's all bull. Michael's just literally um, on crack cocaine, but okay. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet to replace cars. 
Well, it doesn't even exist uh, yet. Yeah, it's a, but I mean the current design they have for it, like the the way current society works with our commuting and whatnot. It's not efficient for work life use or short term, but as long term travel, like uh, sorry, not long long distance, like long distance. There we go. Long distance. I think that's a very good idea. Um, but we don't have the infrastructure to build that either. Which is what Boring Company is doing, which is why they built the tunnel, which is why Michael is literally insane because he doesn't listen to reason. They just want they just want more children for their um, battery mines. I, I have a question for you. <laughs> when you saw that tunnel, what was your first thought? Why... You want Why to did my you first thought? That? I'll tell no, you my no, second no, no, thought. No, no. I, it's, there's another part to the question. Why did you think no. that Elon Musk just decided to dig a tunnel from LA to Vegas with no other plans? Alright, I'll answer this question. So the boring company. <laughs> More Solely because... I'll just answer this. This is stupid. That's the answer. What do you? God, what is? There you stupid? go. The, the, this is just—it's just stupid. What I think is that people are jumping through hoops to preserve the inefficiency of cars. It's literally not even a car. Yeah, it, it is a car. It's a literal. No, it's a maglev car. train. It's a car. <laughs> it's that's not a it's car, a car. Mike. <laughs> I'm looking at a car. All right, all right. You know what? It's a great, it's a great time to uh, segue into my next topic. How's that? No, no a train has huh? multiple cars. This is one car, but okay. It's gonna be more than one. It's one. All right, that's we're done. We're done with this. We're done with this because Mikey, Mikey's in his. He found his <laughs> rabbit hole. Um. I want to rant about something that I find really stupid. Well, should, and it's a before we get into this, shouldn't we introduce this segment since it's going to be a long-running thing at the end of the show? Yes. So I wanted to do a uh, Mikey. This is probably news to you because you didn't read our report. Um, why am I getting followed by two creepers? Wow, I am unlucky. Anyway, I want to do a segment at the end of every podcast episode where the host introduces their own topic that they want to rant about something that set them off or intrigued them whatever and that's the final topic anything on a whim and i think i just got my topic i i have my topic now um but you get it you cool with this you like that idea yeah let's do it oh, i thought you afk it again when um, i host is going to yeah, be hyper so... Really? I thought it was going to be Halo. No, no, it's going to be Hyperloop. <laughs> I think Hyperloop is better. <laughs> All right. So this week in Missouri. All right. The Missouri governor is pressing charges against a reporter. Neither of you guys have heard about no, this, no. right? Okay. So the Missouri governor is pressing charges against a reporter because the reporter reported to the government that on one of their websites they were leaking the data and social security information about of like five teachers oh wow and the missouri governor is pressing charges and demanding that they be held accountable the reporter 
because he's claiming that she hacked and decrypted the information. Wait, so the reporter reported it to the government or like reported it as a news story? Reported it to the government. She reported it to the government saying, hey, there's a security risk right here. FYI, you guys should probably do something about it. And the governor was like, oh, really? You hacked into our system? <laughs> and the, is, are, are planning to out this information to the public and pointing out a security flaw in us to the public? And now he wants to press charges on her. You know what this reminds me of? So, let me tell you what the security flaw is. Okay. Now, I'm sure both of you guys have been on the internet before. Yes. You've used something very elaborate technology called a browser, yes. right? Have you ever right-clicked, gone into inspect element? I have indeed. And messed around with like the the code on the website, you know, like rewrote some text so it said like you smell like a dog or the teacher's stupid or something like so that. So irrelevant information, but before OnlyFans became popular, you could actually delete paywalls that way. <laughs> yes, you could still do that in a lot of cases. But um Fun fact everybody yeah, out there. So <laughs> if you didn't know that anyway before. the point the point of, the point of me asking you guys if you have mikey you've done that right you've you've screwed um, element before. you know what i know about. what you're talking about i just haven't done it before okay well you understand yeah, yeah, how yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. that's basically a wall of code as soon as you yeah. open it all right that's where the information was stored that's where they had the uh, people's social security numbers and all the backend stuff that was supposed to be encrypted. And he's calling her a hacker for doing oh, wow. it because she right-clicked and went into the page public source data. I have and was one like, question. Oh, crap. Their information's right there. One question. One question only. God. How old is this guy? I don't know. Let's all, let me let me check that. Yeah, because I was gonna say if he's really, I'm I'm honestly impressed with her that she even knew to do that. She was probably just freaking. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like ad or paywall or something. She was trying to like get yeah. off her screen, like or she was probably switching tabs. Or I just want to understand like, oh, where the governor is way, coming from. Because if he's an older person, I can understand how he might not understand. The whole concept. So of the this. guy, the guy is Mike Parsons. Apparently, he's a what? the The guy's name is Mike Parsons. Mike Parsons. He is uh sixty six years old. I can understand how, not accusing her of hacking, but how he wouldn't understand how the internet works in that sense. That's a bit deeper than most people Listen. would just casually no pressing charges one on a person who found a security flaw and didn't didn't do anything malicious with it she literally said hey fix it <laughs> like she she could have just outed all the teachers social securities and whatnot and just profited off of easy clicks or easy money yeah. by outing those people no but she they they went the white hat the white hat her out with it in which they let the government know hey there's a flaw in your site fix it and he's pressing charges against him. like what this continue how do you how, how is that 
how do you put somebody in power in, in the gov- governor role who thinks a situation where somebody helps you and so you shoot them in the foot is okay? See, this reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where uh, Patrick eats his chocolate bar and he accused SpongeBob of stealing his chocolate bar. That's the vibes I'm getting from this. Now I'm gonna starve. <laughs> That's the same vibes I'm getting from this. Like, uh, it's it's obscene, Mikey. Yeah, I'm no, I'm listening. I'm just listening right now. I just, like, I think reporters get treated like such dirt. Like, God, this it's awful. How does how does this how does nobody like screaming to get this man out of office? He's obviously a qualified idiot. It's because like that's just most people in office. Like, like literally, it's like this is, is okay, so. Though? It's is not okay? okay, but this is so like standard nowadays. It's almost like you're um. How do I say this? Like you're fighting a fight. Like you're participating in a fight that is being waged a million times over. Like this, this is all has happened. All has has already happened. Will happen again a million more times. Yeah, but is this? I'm saying it's right. So you just turn a blind. I don't turn a blind eye. Like Like, this is this guy went full stupid and was like. like, This is one of those things I would I would probably like if they had a GoFundMe I would donate to, which I never do, because this is really puts like a bad taste in my mouth but it's like i just think about like i can't be too upset with it because this is something that just keeps happening over and over and over again so getting I feel like you should be more upset about it if it keeps happening no yeah. I, oh, no instead because of, i'm just so like I'm, yeah i'm more apathetic because, to it because it's like people can do something bad. like this well it's not something that can be oh, done on the guy was killed in the middle of the desert this is well it's not something that can be done on like a, a state level which i'm sure this is it, this is literally unlikely. Yeah, on a state, the on the state level. State. Like, this is something that yeah. can't change on the state level. Like, it would be, have to be something that changes on the federal level. You know? That I changes in the federal government. Not individually changed. East state to I, state. Like, this I would have, have to... A... What? Continue. Well, this would have to be federally... Like, something like... Like, the... Like, better... How do I say this? Better, um, what's the word? More, uh, more accountability, you know, would have to be something like for this, that would have to be something like more on the federal level than the state level. I'm just saying this cannot happen on the state level or on the local level. It's okay. something that happens on the federal level that would need change. That would have to be some meaningful change, not just something. We, that we got you. We got you. You're, you're saying the same thing. Well, I, I, I feel like I'm not get like I, we got what you're saying. All right. we, we get what you're saying. Now I'm going to make my extremely cold or extremely hot point. No. And that is I don't blame the governor on this. What? What? I what? in the sense that it is. Beyond the scope of what I would expect a 66-year-old man to understand. The problem I have is that he has no one that is literate in technology telling him the faults that is going on here. There's no one around him saying, no, 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 this person is trying to help us. This is not what you think it is. I can get how he would understand that 
but there's no one else saying, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not how this works. Yeah, you're right. We messed you're up right. on our system. That's on us. This is not this person's fault. Right. And I don't expect the governor to know that. I expect someone to tell him that. I don't expect him to, to not make the mistake of, I don't know how a website works, so this thing is beyond my comprehension, so maybe they did mo something malicious. We need to handle this. Well then, do so, you think... Here's, hold on, wait, let me, let, me get, let me get a direct input to this. So, Yes, I, I can completely see where you're getting at with that. I don't expect this guy to understand technology. I don't expect that at all. He's well beyond what I would say. Like, unless he specialized in coding. No. But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming at with he should have a board member or somebody to tell him about that. However, it's been a couple days now since this happened. And he's still in the same stance. Well then, I I can't the, defend that. Like that's that's closing your eyes and just that's that's open corruption. Assuming that like what people else? have told him and he's not just like oh I'm getting backlash on the internet I'm tuning it out. You someone yeah, close like, to him that like works with him has told him. I would assume they have, and he's still making that point. Then that falls on him. If he's tuning out the people, because the internet is very much part of your population. Yeah, but I can also get, Whether like, if I'm the governor, people are going to scream at me no matter what I do. So I can understand that yeah. point. Yeah, but tuning out them out completely, you hear their words. You know what they're saying. And if they're logically right, and it's not a matter of... uh opinion this this is completely his fault i can agree with it's that it's like day one day one he holds that opinion okay fine nobody told him elsewise all right okay he can he can be ignorant day two and day three where you're literally having people yell at you about it call you out for it where it's stupid easy like the, the probability of him not being told he's being retarded is so well, here's well. the thing, right? We should probably bleep that, by the way. <laughs> oh, I said retarded like 12 what? times, I think. Should probably bleep all of those. No. <laughs> really? Retarded's like a derogatory yeah. term now? Missed that memo. That memo was like five years ago, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that memo five years I, ago. I, I missed that one real bad. and like, jeez. I'm, that's still in my vocab from I freaking... Didn't... Old I Xbox. said retarded in like college class one day. Stop using that it was word. A, it was a it was a big deal. <laughs> can... Wow. Yeah, I I don't get why how people got so soft. But that, that's a discussion for another thing time. But I think what's just happened here is like something that just happens all the time, where there's a guy in power who thinks something, and the peons around him just have to be yes men. You know. We've been seeing a lot of just open corruption. Yeah. This past two years, like. It's just something that, like, a mask off, just straight up. Like, I, don't, I can't remember who said. They don't even yeah. care. They're so comfortable, and they're like, "We have, we have our blind supporters. We're gonna, or we have the means to stay in office." They yeah, it's care. just scum politicians. They're, they're just they like, jump. <laughs> something in my throat. 
What? Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Donald Trump. <clears throat> Was it? <sighs> yeah, it's just scum politicians. Literally it's just how that's how life right is. Now. You know, like it is how it is. That's how it'll it, probably always be. Not, not. Hopefully, not. Because I know, like, when our generation starts replacing politicians. You know what? Listen, my my thought process is: if you're gonna be scummy, don't be an open. Don't be open. No, about I think be it. open about it. Own it, bro. Like, uh, like you you want them to be you want them to be this guy. You want people to to openly be like, yeah. I think it's great that he's so stupid. It like radiates, and we can know. Hey, we got to get this man out of office. But also, like, I don't want. I I wanted at least. Nah, this goes into this goes into the whole. If if it's if I don't see it, it didn't happen. Like I had uh, well, ignorance. Yeah, ignorance. I I like that saying more and more as I grow up. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it because yeah, I love it nowadays. Like I I wish I don't know something. Like am I like I'm honestly better off for not knowing something terrible. I agree, but I also feel like it's negligent. To willfully be ignorant. No, yeah, it's the it's the pussy's way out. Honestly, it is. I'll, I'll... We're getting all <laughs> words. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like he said, demonetized. Can we please? Like, I'll, I'll bleep that out. But you're making uh, more work. Right, I'll you, say though. about it. It's the coward's way out. Ignorance is bliss is the coward's way out. But I and I say that saying I love that. Like I I believe in that more and more as time goes on. If I won't try and search for the truth. If I'm a, if I'm gonna be scared of the outcome, like if I'm gonna be scared of what I'll find out, then I won't search for that truth. You know, like I won't ask questions issues, I'm not prepared to get answered. Still, see my my my, I favor ignorance and bliss in cases where I literally can't do anything about it. If I'm powerless in the situation, don't tell me about it. It's only gonna make me feel like crap, and I can't do anything. But if it's a situation like where for politics and stuff, even though I have a minuscule amount of power in the situation, you have the illusion of power. Tiny, I have some power. Illusion. My say might be one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We literally royally screwed ourselves with our system, but that's another topic. There's plenty of them. But my vote, all right, to put it simply, has one what three hundred millionth. Yeah. Power, okay. That makes me feel good. All right, that's that's one vote. That's that's a small chance, better than Lotto. Okay, I have more effect on our vote and and Congress on the president than I do with voting. Uh, not voting, but buying a Lotto ticket. Like, is it actually? I thought the feels... odds are like two hundred and ninety-two million, so it would actually be better to buy a Lotto ticket. <laughs> All right, fact check it. Let's say. Um, let's see. I'm pretty sure a lot of those odds are notoriously god awful. Like you're more willing to get struck by lightning twice than you are than uh getting a lot of ticket. Win. One in thirteen point nine million. Okay, maybe my vote is worth less than Lotto. <laughs> now I feel crappy. I you know what? I think that ignorance would be very blissful in this situation. You are actually far better off just buying lottery tickets. And have money answered, money solve the freaking country. Jeez, man. The point was, I'd rather have, 
I'd rather have that inkling power and the knowledge in those cases. Because if I can't do anything about it, what's the point of me knowing about it? So I can take precautions? Oh wait, no, I can't because I can't do anything about it. I agree, but it also is like, if you know about it, the next time you have the opportunity. Like, I may not be able to do something now. But later, it can apply. So I should know this. Hmm. Mikey, what are your thoughts on that? Great talk. Uh, I just think for a second. (laughs) No, I think I just. I want to go back to it. Ignorance is bliss. I'd rather not know something. But if it's like. If but I'm, if you learn a lesson from it that will can apply later, yeah, wouldn't you rather know it? I I would rather know it, but I would rather not know it. Stumble over yourself and then have the problem later again. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather away. just I'd rather just um. Be I don't know. It depends. It depends. I it's something easy to talk about in like in like in retrospect, but. Or in introspect, like when it hasn't happened yet, that to me honestly. But like, right, well, let's talk about both both the positive and negative. Well, like, side uh, like, oh, hold Bitcoin. on, like, would you rather have if you knew Bitcoin was gonna grow, you'd want to know. Well, about yeah. It. But like, back then when I knew Bitcoin was gonna grow, I didn't have any money to do anything about it. Yeah. So how do you feel about it in that situation? Like, I, I'd rather just, like, like I said, ignorance is bliss. I didn't know anything. Nothing I can do. My life goes on. You know, I'm like I'm like the opposite of you. Where it's like if I don't know about it, if I know about it, and I can't do it. Now, what about bad situations that you still can't do anything about? It? Like nine eleven. Eh, Let's say you right, yeah, I can't do uh, anything about literally it. Literally, just more. yeah. Like, my life doesn't get worse. You were like, like my life won't get worse for not doing anything about it because it's already happened. My life would just be back to the way it was. But all the lessons we have learned. From from making mistakes, I get that. I get that. But we can avoid future things of that nature happening. I want to go back. Wait, before you make your point, I want to go back to the Bitcoin example. Because when I first heard about Bitcoin, it was like fifteen hundred dollars for a Bitcoin. I didn't have money into. That was when you first. Yeah, it was the old, old. Like I learned about it in the beginning. I didn't have any money. I was like, oh, that's cool. Forgot about it. And then, you, you know, it started steadily growing, and then it burst up to $20,000. Everyone's, like, losing their minds. I knew then I should probably still invest. I had some money. I had the ability to act. This moment, he realized. But I yeah. didn't. And now we sit here today at Bitcoin at $60,000, and I'm at the same spot again <laughs> where I feel like I can still go in. But I'm not going to. <laughs> so would you say ignorance would do it would have been better? No, I, w- I wanted to know because enough? now I have I had the knowledge that it will probably continue when it was at twenty thousand. And if I wasn't so an idiot, I would be in a better so position. You still want to continue to feel god awful about this, so you can continue to make the same decisions. Later yeah. On. So when it goes to a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm sitting here now, and I have money that I can be investing in it, I want to feel stupid because I deserve it. Because you didn't do it. Because again. I deserve yeah. it. See that, but that's my point. I deserve it because I already learned that lesson, and it happens again. If I was just ignorant and I didn't have that lesson, and it happened, I would have been powerless to stop it. 
but I am powerful. I have the ability to stop it from going to $100,000 without me investing because I have that knowledge. You know what, Andrew? That is so powerful. I think we should end it there. Because yeah, you're just it, tired. <laughs> it's guy. 2 o'clock. Yes. You've been doing this for two hour and a half hours. Wow, that's a lot of content. Yeah. That you have to sort through. And you know, it's, I like to use the word sort through liberally. It's you're going to realize that when I said you the first edit. Well, I am going to go All through right. this episode because there's a lot that needs to be edited, and I am not taking chances. I will also be re- I'm going to also re-listen to this. Oh, yeah. Um, I said We said retarded because... way too much. We said... Oh, wait. And we're, you we're say done. it again. We're not done. I doxed myself. We said redacted. <laughs> you doxed yourself. I doxed yourself. myself. I got to cut that out. We, you, you walked away a couple times. Uh, that... Gonna have to cut those awkward pauses. We have an intermission. We'll now. have a couple intermissions. But let's wrap this up, and then we can have this conversation. All right. Well, uh, thank you for anybody who tuned in. I feel sorry for you, and I'm also thankful yes. for you. You uh, you're contributing to hopefully us making this an ongoing thing. We're gonna keep going until we feel like we don't aren't making progress. But I I got high hopes. I do too. This I don't. Been, I have the eyes. <laughs> wow doubting our own product no, and i think we're gonna do good this has been the uninformed and unprepared podcast and uh hopefully we'll catch you in the next one yes if there and is hopefully one. i'll be hosting that one and we're gonna you will be hosting that one be hashing up some issues with mikey i i think my first thank you yeah. to our Patrons, um, Joe Bag Donuts, <laughs> and nobody really exists, and I have crippling depression. And thank you to our sponsors. Who's our sponsor for Joe today? Joe Biden. <laughs> and that's where we end. Thank you and good night. Good night. Good night.